Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And just a quick announcement, we now have a private Facebook group where we can meet like-minded new friends and chat about all these things we talk about on the episodes and meet some new friends that will help empower you in your life and through your struggles and, and just a great place to chat with new friends. So if you're interested in that and you're on Facebook, simply type in We Don't Die Listeners and join our new group. So today on the show, I want to introduce you to Michelle Sabo and Dennis Grega. Michelle is a Reiki master teacher, researcher, artist, author, musician, and herbalist. Dr. Dennis Grega has a PhD in research psychology and has worked extensively with databases and enjoys the esoteric arts. Both Michelle and Dennis are co-founders of three great things. One, afterlifedata.com. The second is voicesacrosstheveil.com. And the third is afterlifelibrary.com. They're both passionate about helping others understand the nature of non-physical reality. And both are scheduled to be at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium this uh, September 15th through 17th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if you haven't registered for the event yet or are maybe considering it, check out afterlifestudies.org to find out more. And I'm super excited to meet these two in person. So Michelle and Dennis, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much, Sandra. We're really thrilled to be here chatting with you today. Yeah, I just imagine you both, you know, on the other side of a computer, both talking into your Skype right now. And um, it's very rare. I think only once before have we had two for the price of one guests on the show. (laughs) And don't forget our cups of coffee, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have my almond milk, so, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. That's very good. Just finishing that this morning. Where are you guys this morning? We're in Missouri. All righty. Missouri. The humidity is rising here. (laughs) Yeah. um, I've only been to Missouri a few times. Uh, Most times airport, but, you know, that's how that goes. Uh, Yeah. And we're recording this uh, around noontime. I'm in Massachusetts. And where do we start with this conversation? You know, here, the listeners... um, I find everybody's here looking for proof of life after death. Do one of the two of you want to start with where your stories began getting into this? And then maybe we can talk about, you know, how you met and what you're up to. Sure. So the whole life after death thing kind of came about because both Dennis and I are kind of curious people. And, you know, we're both into a variety of different things from, um, oh, gosh, you know, what kind of, you know, religious beliefs do we have to esoteric information to yoga and, Mm. you know, just, you know, exploring all kinds of different things. We met about 20 years ago, uh, a little bit under that. And, um, (laughs) we met interestingly enough through a book that I was writing, uh, way back when, which is completely unrelated to the afterlife. Okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, so uh, we got together and um, started exploring uh, different things. And um, in the mid 2000s, we contacted a couple who 
have the Afterlife 101 website, which is still active. Okay. Uh, has lots of great information on it. And we said to them, you know, you've, you've got all this really cool information on the afterlife. Um, you know, we're wondering if you'd be interested in possibly, you know, partnering and um, kind of seeing what everybody else has to say mm -hmm. about this. Because their website is channeled material through one person. Oh, right? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they were like, yeah, that would be great. And, you know, we got to be friendly with them and, you know, understood where they were coming from and then started to build afterlife data by looking at information from respected authors over the last 150 years or so. Wow. Uh, you know, people like Michael Newton and Alan Kardec, Jane Roberts, you know, who channeled the Seth material mm -hmm. and, you know, a bunch of others. And we continue to do that. Um, so... You know, that's kind of where it all started. And we said, okay, you know, we're going to look at these 265 <clears throat> different life after death topics that they have on Afterlife 101, and we're going to see what all these other people have to say about it. Mm -hmm. And the really fabulous thing is that we ended up with nearly, a, it was about a 94% correlation of the material. What do you which, mean by that? Of like the same... <clears throat> Information. The information was consistent across um, the 265 topics. That is, different authors from different eras were recording or reporting the same type of phenomena. Oh. Uh, regarding, you know, what happens after death, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who meets you, where do you go, what it's like. Uh, we were interested in knowing whether, you know, um, the authors across different periods of time would agree. So we wanted to compile this information and then take quotes regarding the different topics and then compare them with the quotes of each other to see how well that they panned out. <clears throat> and that's what we mean is that they agreed basically 94% of the time, which is really um, quite powerful. It's extremely uh, powerful. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Alan Kardec that wrote, you know, in the late 1800s uh, right up through... Uh, you know, like Mike, Michael Newton's stuff in, in the year, the 2000s. So uh, the information was agreeing. And so that gives you, um, you know, a bit of security in knowing that uh, what you're reading from one author um, is, is accurate, um, regardless of when they were writing. They were getting the same information. That's so, so cool. Do you guys each have a personal story of when you realized that the afterlife was real or is it something you've always believed in oh boy um just putting you on the spot what the heck sure. right oh, this is what we do really, it's a really good question and i'm searching you know really quickly i'm going back you know mm -hmm. did, did i believe you know i i my background and i'll speak for dennis too a little bit is you know we were both brought up in a christian community mm -hmm. uh, you know, his his was a little bit different. He was um, Russian Orthodox, right? right? And um, <clears throat> mine was um, kind of a, you know, Church of Christ congregational type of upbringing. And, um, you know, no matter how you look at it, it's still, you know, biblically based type of upbringing. Yeah. And there's not a lot of information no. hanging around, you know, the Christian religious belief system about the afterlife right. and you know what happens and you know it's just it unfortunately has a lot of fear 
around it, you know, not all, you know, belief systems within the Christian religion, but a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do this because otherwise you'll get this or do this and, you know, everything will be happy and wonderful. Um, you know, and that just kind of didn't fly for me. And I think Dennis was kind of questioning that as well. well so actually in terms of myself, uh, I remember being eight years old oh, and, yes. and realizing um, that. And I remember being in the basement of my parents' house bawling like a baby, you know, and they were out shoveling snow. This was in Detroit, <laughs> you know, and they came down wondering what was going on. You know, I had realized that we were all going to die. Yeah. You know? And then I remember seeing, you know, um, pictures in the newspaper where they were having demonstrations, you know, the hippies at that time. And, you know, they were holding signs up that God is dead. And I was going, is that true? Oh, <laughs> that's know? scary, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially for an eight-year-old. So I, I would say, you know, since from an early age, I've been, you know, searching. Because uh, then I got into, uh, I mean, even in my teens and before that, I, you know, I read Arthur Ford's autobiography. You know, he's the one that um, actually made contact with Houdini, though, you know, he was, many disavowed that he did. Um and, you know, I was reading about near-death experiences, well, not near-death experiences, but uh, OBEs, you know, out-of-body experiences, mm-hmm. Monroe stuff. So I had kind of quite a, a library at an early age of more esoteric side of things, uh, magic and alchemy and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was in in a long time. Yeah, I'd say mine was probably about, um, in earnest, about 20 years ago when I really started um, you know, just before I think Dennis and I met, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's been a very interesting path through a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, yeah. One of the things, you know, um, and, and this is you know because Victor and and Wendy Zamet have supported Afterlife Data since uh, its launch, and their site, you know, VictorZamet.com, was one of the ones that really got me mm. going in terms of being serious about trying to find out. Um, and then I remember, you know, uh, reading Gary Schwartz's Afterlife Experiments. And that's how, and then I found Afterlife 101, and we started that correspondence with, you know, what we call the two anonymous uh, co-creators on Afterlife Data. I wish they would <laughs> reveal themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the information was just at such a high level on uh you know, on Victor's Amazon site as well as on Afterlife 101 that, you know, basically I sent an email to, uh, uh, he called himself Anchor on Afterlife 101, and, and he replied. And we started, you know, uh, a correspondence to where, you know, we actually, you know, got together and put together Afterlife data, which was, you know, very cool. Yeah, and if anyone listening here doesn't know who Victor Zamet is, if you, if you go to victorzamet.com, he's got a this Friday Afterlife report that every Friday, uh, actually it comes on Thursday uh, in the U.S. here, but he sends, he and his wife Wendy send uh, just a, a newsletter about what they're finding in the world of the afterlife. He's an author. He's got so much information, and I always look forward to getting those in my email box. There's no denying the afterlife when we really start researching on all these uh, sites. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the things that um, is really important when you're asking this question is you really need to be open to a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. 
because, you know, we're brought up in certain ways and, you know, we're kind of going about our lives, you know, here on earth and we're doing our physical thing, right? Yeah. And we're not as concerned about, you know, what happens after that or even what happened before, which is an even more interesting question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you start opening up and you really start asking the questions and earnestly listening for the answers, you're going to get an awful lot of information. And it's not about, you know, how fast you can get that information or whether or not a light bulb is going to go on and say, you know, oh, yes, I believe in the afterlife now and, <laughs> and all of that. Which, you know, we're, we're always interested in instant gratification in this culture, right? Yeah, you betcha. Um, <laughs> but this is a little more work than that. You know, you really have to start to experience certain things throughout your asking in order to really begin to understand what's going on and, um, you know, what information is out there about the afterlife and how it relates to life here on Earth. So it's a process. No doubt. I I know um, one of my beliefs is that we're we're each on our own individual journey. And, you know, mine started from a fear of dying myself that just I had uh, a thirst that I needed to quench it. And, you know, there's something about going from being a, um, like having faith in something. And then you move on to, I believe in it. And then there's a whole different way of living life to know it. You know, and I think it's not something that's just going to come just overnight. I I remember, and God bless this woman, but she sent me an email and she wanted me to just sum up in an email all the reasons she should leave in life after death, right? And I thought, (laughs) my God, it's almost 20 years of of researching and trying and believing and listening and da-da-da-da-da-da. It's like, I can't. Plus, don't you feel like we all are on our own individual journeys? Oh, absolutely, Sandra. It's, you know, it's it's even very difficult to explain this sometimes, um, especially when people want answers right now, you know, like that lady who sent you that email, right? Mm -hmm. You you can't just summarize this stuff. It has to be internalized. It has to be experienced. You have to understand it at your own level, not somebody else's. Right. But once that happens, then you feel like you're on vacation. Yes. <laughs> vacation with a purpose, though, I think, you know, because it's like, okay, now if if life after death is real, what, what is life for, you know? <laughs> and then that sets in a whole new set of way of, you know, being responsible for our life and, and all that but sort it, of thing. It becomes fun, though, you know? It's, it does. It's like we take things so seriously because... You know, we're fearful that we're only here for a really short time. And so we better, you know, compact as much stuff as possible and compress it. And get it right. And somehow, you know, (laughs) what happens afterward is, you know, you end up, if you don't believe in in death or in life after death, and you end up in the ground and, and that's it. And you wonder what happens, why, you know, but once you know, Wow, you know, time almost stops, and and now you have time to do uh, all the things that you really wanted to do to enjoy. Yeah, you know? like the book says, don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, it, it you really mm-hmm. put life into perspective, and even when something goes wrong, it's like, hey, maybe this I picked for, you know, growth of my soul. You know, maybe that <laughs> other person isn't really a jerk. You know, maybe this is a lesson for me. I mean, it you can take every so many things in a different stride. Well, 
one of the things that you know I think that uh, I, we've learned out of doing the research that we have is that we're never given a challenge that we can't overcome. You know, uh, and once you kind of have that perspective, then anything that comes down the road that you might consider quote bad or or, or not at least not good. Uh, is something to be looked at as as a challenge that we can overcome because the inner self wouldn't give us something that uh, was impossible, right? Yeah. Because from our perspective, there isn't anything that's impossible. That's so, so true. Wow. Where do we go next with the conversation? You guys are up to so many things. Well, let me just ask, how does Afterlife Library uh, differ from afterlifedata.com? Well, actually, Afterlife Library came out of the books on afterlifedata.com. So, you know, we used certain books as reference material and, you know, research material. And then there were a whole bunch of other books that we had come across, um, you know, literally thousands of books. And we said, well, you know, maybe we didn't use these for research, but they're still really important books. And, um, you know, so it would really behoove us to make sure that people know that all of these books are out there. And, you know, some of them are more obscure books. Um, some of them are, you know, old PDFs from old, you know, no longer copyrighted, you know, type of information. Um, and all of that is really, really important to take a look at. And, you know, maybe even if you don't understand all of it, to at least understand parts of it so that you start to get a nicer scope of information. And um, if you take a look on Afterlife Library, you know, there's just, there's so many different uh, categories that we've put up there. Um, we have, uh, you know, the afterlife, uh, consciousness, paranormal information, reincarnation, religion, science, and then, you know, we even organize them by writing collections, you know, um, by the author's names and stuff. So, you know, just go on there and take a look. Um, and, you know, for full disclosure, um, you know, we have a lot of links on there to either purchase or download things. Some things are free. Other things do link to Amazon, which um, then, you know, we get a small uh, percentage of, you know, whatever that sale is to yeah, it's help. It's like 14 so, cents. I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have that account too. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say we won't get rich doing that. No. But it's no. a little something and, to help with, you know. And Amazon, it's so easy to share that Stuff. Yeah, and every yeah. a lot of people. I can't yeah. say everybody buys on Amazon, but that's where I usually yeah. <laughs> shop because yeah. you know I'm lazy about and getting when out of the house. We couldn't find it on Amazon. You know, we put links mm -hmm. to other places. Um, you know, that probably don't have you know any kind of a uh, you know kickback on it or anything like that. Yeah. So the idea was to just get this out there, and both Afterlife Library and Afterlife Data are completely free to look at, to browse, you know, to use in your research and all of that so and we do have a lot of people actually around yeah, the world we've oh, heard that there's a lot of researchers that are actually utilizing the sites yeah. for their own research which is very cool yeah. um, so you know we've learned that from actually one of our um, from Michelle dr. Michelle yeah. Waring who uh, is out of the UK and now works with us on afterlife data and she was saying that uh, you know she's been in contact with a number of researchers who've been using utilizing the sites 
we actually have plans for another site uh, of a more esoteric nature. This the Afterlife Library has about 3,000 books on it, um, and we have about another 4,000 to put up, which are going to cover um, various esoteric arts. Um, so we're looking forward to putting that up soon. We have 4,000 more, really? <laughs> wow. Is mine, can you put it's mine on there? My book. <laughs> well. You know, it's the first thing I did is I put my last name in. Oh, they don't know me yet. <laughs> Isn't that, that's my ego. I know it is, but. No, that's fine. It's just. Send us the cover I'm, art. I'm a human. Yeah, we'll definitely get it up. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, there's so much information out there. Um, you know, whenever somebody has written something, um, and, you know, they want it to be considered for Afterlife Library, absolutely, you know, send us the information and, um, you know, we're glad to take a look at it and, um, you know, assuming it fits into one of these, you know, categories sure. and makes sense with, you know, the purpose of the site, then absolutely we'll put it up. What I love, you guys, is that you've created something like this because I remember when I first started researching uh, the internet was is not was not what it is now, and mm. and you know it's hard to find things. I'd go into a bookstore and you know they'd have limited books on things, and or in a library, and to go to one place and have so much at your fingertips. Interested in reincarnation? Well, here's five hundred books on it. You know, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that beginning on this search and for each human being it's our own like I said personal journey and it could come from fear of dying it could come from you know if someone you know has passed away or you know has been diagnosed with something like everybody has this journey and yeah. you know when I started off I'm like well, maybe I can find a book on it right and now there's I mean there's thousands of things and to know that people have walked this path before they've written their stories they're sharing them boy i tell you it makes life so much easier that we don't have to reinvent the wheel that you just have to read yeah it you know it really is it, it's so true um you know one of the things that i'd like people who are listening to this to walk away with if nothing else is to really really understand that it is a journey and each journey is individual and personal, and you have to have patience with yourself. You know, again, going back to this concept <clears throat> of instant gratification, you know, this our culture it just thrives on that. It's like, oh, boom, you know, how fast can we get it up on the internet? How fast can we do this? How fast can we do that? You know, and, you know, how fast can we take a pill to fix this or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but really be patient with yourself and, look for a deeper understanding in what you're doing and what you're searching for and it will come you yeah. know yeah and it's a joyful process i've, I've to meet that's you know that's you heard me mention this facebook group i started but i thought in my life there's just a couple of people that want to hear my stories right people that i actually see and meanwhile, there's thousands of people that listen to these shows. I thought, well, how can we all get together and talk? And if some of us live in the same state, maybe we can get together, you know, and, and really support each other. I, that's why it, I think it's so necessary to have, you know, even like meeting you guys now for the first time. Now we've joined arm in arm. We're, we're going to continue to share and make a difference. It's so important to have people with us, behind us, both visible and invisible, because we know we have a whole team of invisible people working on yeah. it. Oh, so we sure true. do. 
Yeah. That's why, you know, even though everyone has their own individual path, you're still not alone. No. And uh, that's what's really um, something to take to heart because, uh, again, you know, you'll always get a way to solve whatever the issue is that's confronting you at that time. Uh, and you just need to know that you will solve it and it will get solved. Mm. And, you know, you have your inner self. You're more than just, you know, a physical bag of bones. <laughs> you know? Much more. That's the least so, of what we are. Dennis, I, I want to ask you to, sorry to interrupt, it's hard to have three of us and we're not actually looking at each other <laughs> to not interrupt or step on your toes. But <laughs> if somebody is searching for that uh, invisible evidence that they're supported, if they go to afterlifedata.com, can we search out things like our spirit guides or angels or, you know, that sort of thing? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, there's whole sections on uh, the afterlife and uh, what it's like and uh, the kind of support that you get from non-physical entities. Uh, it really covers a, a lot of material from, you know, the start of the death process right on through into, uh, you know, like Michael Newton stuff with the between life information. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, it, you'll find out about your spirit guides and, and what it's all about. And you'll find out, you know, there's also information regarding what our purposes are on Earth. You know, why we even uh, evolve here or what, what, you know, why are we even here? Um, you know, and so I, I think we, we've covered, you know, there's like 265 topics and it really does cover a lot of information. All right. So now you've opened up, why are we here? What do you think from all the parallels that you've brought together? From my perspective, yeah. it's, it's to learn how to manipulate uh, non to manipulate energy. Um, from my understanding, um, based on my own readings, uh, we we have individuated on this planet in order to learn how to manipulate physical matter, which is really nothing but energy anyway, uh, and to learn how to do that because we're doing it through our thoughts. Uh, the way we think and how we think is how we create our reality. And once we understand that, then we can go on into other non-physical dimensions that um, require more of us, that we're learning how to become responsible co-creators here is what my belief system is. And, um, and we're kind of like in an elementary school here, uh, learning how to build blocks and knock them down and then rebuild them again. Uh, but ultimately, nothing really gets destroyed, and we're here to learn how to do that because there's other realms and dimensions that, um, you know, thought becomes instantaneously matter in whatever form it is on those areas, and we need to learn how to do it responsibly, and that's what, why we're here. That's my view. Oh, I love it. Yeah, there's so much, and I mean, I'm no master in this, but really watching our words, watching our thoughts. Yes. Uh, and I, I've even done experiments with journaling and giving gratitude for things before they happen and really living as if something happens and lo and behold right. it shows up in my life i mean it's freaky but i love the, I, i'm feeling like a toddler though building the blocks like you know it, yeah that's why we're here i love it michelle what do you say yeah. to answer that um i've got to tell you i you know 
I'm at the same place. So um, I don't know how much more I can add to what no, Dennis sorry. has described already. Um, you know, we, we do have our differences in, you know, certain things and, you know, how to actually, um, oh, let's see, how to implement all of that on a physical level. Um, you know, we have a little bit of difference there, but I'd say overall what Dennis just, just described is really my belief as well. Um, you know, we are here to learn how to manipulate energy. Um, and if you bring that down to a physical level, it's, you know, well, you know, how do you do that on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Um, take care with your words, take care with your thoughts, take care with your actions, right? Um, be responsible for your own actions, thoughts, words. Um, you know, there's, I think when you start to really understand more of what we're here for through research, reading, you know, contemplation, understanding, then you really start to see how that affects you on a day-to-day -day level. And um, it changes how you live your life. You know, if I looked at my 25-year-old self and compared it to my current self, uh -huh. I'll try not to give away too much there. <laughs> um, it's pretty night and day. Yeah. You know, and I've changed a lot. And there are actually people from, you know, 30 years ago that – I've connected with on Facebook and, um, you know, haven't had a lot of contact with them over the years. And I'm sure they're going, wow, is that the same person? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, and probably even, you know, just since we've known each other, Dennis, you mm -hmm. know, there's been a change in, I oh, know yeah. who you uh, are yeah. and, you know, you probably have seen a huge change in me as well. Yeah. So, well, you know, my bottom line is that, you know, being here is about not only, you know, learning the energetic manipulation of everything, right, and how to do that responsibly, but to do it in a loving and compassionate way toward others, right? Yes. The idea is not to, you know, get what you want all the time, right, which is a lot of, unfortunately, what we're taught, especially um, throughout our schooling. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can do things to gain what it is that you desire, but you don't have to step on people in the process and you don't have to go off, you know, killing people in the process, which unfortunately is done an awful lot around the world now. Um, so, but that's a whole nother conversation. What, right? what would you guys say? Cause it's, it's great to think about creating our own realities and things like this, but, um, I'm going to just speak for myself who's got this negative brain sometimes. It just, I can't, I'm not the one, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, the, we're fighting or, or it's, it doubts, it's filled with skepticism. Um, how, do we overcome that? Do we make that voice our friend? Is it like a muscle that we're learning to, to, you know, that we're building to, uh, create? I think it's, um, it actually is very revealing of beliefs that you probably accumulated or accrued over time mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. now coming out because 
you're starting to learn, and I, I and I do the same thing. Okay, we're uh, human. Yeah, but you know, it's yeah, you're. Uh, it's actually a great thing because it's like, where did that negative thought come from, and why am I thinking that? And what is it that, you know, would bring that about? And if you really dig into it, you'll find, you know, it's an old belief system that's trying to hang on because it's now feeling threatened by the new ones that you're starting to bring in. And either you'll, you know, it'll turn into an integration where that old belief that is causing these negative thoughts to try to hold on will actually modify and, and transform into into something different or else you'll get rid of it and you'll replace it with a new one and um, it's to me it's a actual electromagnetic physical reality uh, in in the sense that you know these are charges that you've accumulated over time you know we all have we've been all taught a certain way a certain belief system a certain agenda and um, I think we're starting now by delving into these other areas we're starting to learn as a whole different way of looking at things and that brings about a threat and that's why when Michelle was talking about the process or the journey you know uh, that is part of the journey is getting rid of these old beliefs because you're learning new ways of, of looking at reality. And so there's a, a certain point at which there's a conflict and there's a transition. And some people will fall back and say, you know, that stuff's like way too weird for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to go back. And others will delve forward and, you know, and you'll meet, you know, all these. I know I went through it. I went through agonizing times because, you know, I was brought up in a conventional Western uh, scientific experimental uh regimen um, design and so I had to learn that there was more to it than just isolating a variable and studying its effects I learned that there is an association involved with all things and so that there's more than just um, you know statistically analyzing something it, it goes beyond that and you know it took me a long time to get through that so I understand what you're going through yeah Many are. Did, Michelle, was there something you want to add to that? Um, well, you know, one of the things that um, always seems to come up with this is the concept of um, negative and positive, you know, dark and light. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, if you didn't have those negative thoughts, you wouldn't be able to balance them again against other thoughts, right? Hmm. So, hmm. you know, let's say you're, you know, you're driving down the street and, you know, somebody pulls out in front of you, you know, and does something really <laughs> stupid. You know, with, boy, do I know this. You right, know? right. And it's one of the things that really gets in my craw, personally. Um, you know, because I feel like, you know, gosh, you know, can't you be more careful? You know, rah, 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 rah. right, <laughs> right, right. That kind of thing, right? And then I think to myself, well, you know, yeah, and that's where I'm coming from and that's where I am. But where is this person coming from? You know, what just happened to them? Um, you know, did they just get fired from their job? Mm -hmm. um, you know, are they running away from, you know, somebody who's beating them? Um, you know, did they just have a horrible argument with somebody and, you know, they just, you know, they don't know what to do with it all. And, you know, they're just lashing out and driving, you know, completely irresponsibly. Right. Right. So you really... You know, you can react to those types of things in a negative way and just say, look what this person has done to me. Or you can say, you know, 
I see what's going on. Not so great. You know, maybe you need to yell. Maybe you need to swear at them. You know, whatever it is that you need to do. Okay, get it off your chest. But then, you know, step back for a second and say, well, you know, what's going on in their life? What could possibly be happening that they have to behave in that way? Right. Right. And there's a balance that I think we are always working with here on this physical plane of, you know, good and bad, light and dark, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it. And sometimes you're balanced a little bit one way and sometimes you're balanced a little bit the other way. And sometimes it's more extreme and sometimes it's not. So I think recognizing that and understanding that you need to bring yourself into balance is really important. And that's part of the reason actually why I started doing Reiki um, because I felt like it was something that really helped to balance things. Mm-hmm. So, Great. I have another question just because yeah. time goes by so quick. You guys are doing something that I've not seen anybody else do, something called Voices Across the Veil. Can yes. you explain what that is? Because to me, that's very exciting. Very exciting. Well, let's. You know, come come with me on a little journey here. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Right by your side. Let's go. Okay. So, you know, we decide, you know, ah, you know, we have to run out and we have to do some errands, right? Oh, let's go hop in the car. Okay. All right. It's a nice day. It's sunny and everything. Air conditioner is on because here, you know, once it hits June, it starts to get like ridiculously hot and humid and, mm-hmm. you know, just dying for November to show up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, you know, we're driving down the road, and Dennis goes, I have a great idea. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah? What's that? Well, we we were talking about, you know, what more can we do with afterlife data? Right. And on top of that, we were getting a lot of emails from all over the world asking us to recommend mediums. You know, because they wanted to communicate with somebody who had just passed. Yes. You know, we're located in Missouri. We were in Connecticut before. I mean, we're not all around the world, so we don't know mediums all around the world. And, we're, you know, so all we could say is, you know, check the Internet or, you know, because um, we don't know locally what, what they should do. And so it came that, you know, why don't we bring the mediums to them, you know? With the internet now, mm-hmm. uh, we, you can have communication just like you're in Massachusetts and we're in Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't the mediums talk? And, you know, and they have been. They've been doing phone conversations and things like that. But we were thinking, why not uh, do an outgrowth of afterlife data? You know, that is a com- compilation of 150 years of writings. You know, what happens now? Can we can we do real-time research and at the same time, bring, you know, loved ones to people from around the world that are looking to communicate. Yeah. Do it all at once. And that's what Voices Across the Veil basically is. It's the ability to have group sessions at a reasonable cost for anyone who has an Internet connection from around the world. We've had people from around the world participate with a medium who presides over the session. It can last for maybe an hour, an hour and a half. And we limit it to six people, so we make sure everyone gets a reading. And basically, now we're we don't get those emails anymore because you know people have access to voices across the veil. They can sign up uh, and they can participate uh, and. 
communicate. And at the same time, as a, as a benefit to us, we're asking them to do pre and post questionnaires so we get their views about the afterlife and, commun and in afterlife communication prior to their session and then after the session. Um, what kind of questions? Because I was on your site this morning and I think it is a fantastic thing. First of all, sometimes you, you don't know what medium to trust and then you know people would spend a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. I've heard some horrific stories of price people pay and then maybe a good reading, maybe not. So there you go on your website, you can look at a date and you can you know sign up for a very, very reasonable cost. And uh, and then what happens? You send a questionnaire? No, actually, it's all online. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they sign up. It's uh, $40 uh, for the session. And um, then they, they get logged into an administrative back end on the website that goes through a number of uh, – it, it takes only about 15 minutes. But uh, it's a number of questionnaires that we put together from the world of psychology and, and our own. Um, so we're asking them, you know, uh, their prior participation in, uh, with mediums beforehand, how the information was. Um, we don't ask for names in terms of who the mediums were or anything like that. Right. <clears throat> and then we have some standard questionnaires that ask them about their, you know, belief systems. And so what they're coming into the session with. And then at, after the session – they get some of the same questions to find out whether there's been any changes. Oh. And, and what we're finding out is that, you know, and we don't force people to to have to fill out the questionnaires. It's of their own free will. But, we, you know, we, we definitely emphasize the fact that we're also doing research on top of providing this kind of service. Um, but we're finding out so far, and this is what's really cool, is that 86% of the people that have responded have said that they've received accurate information. Wow. Yeah. That's and really and by cool. accurate information, you know, we're looking for things that are very evidential. Yeah. It's not things that, um, you know, you could just kind of pick up on, you know, based on looking at, um, you know, somebody's response to, you know, what yes. you're just saying, you, you know what we mean. Oh, um, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I'm, it's it's I'm, very, <laughs> very evidential stuff. Right. Um, and all for, of the, yeah, all the mediums have, you know, we've, we've can't, we canvassed, uh, hundreds of mediums and, and there's a lot of great ones out there. Yeah. Uh, and so we feel like the universe has attracted us to certain ones and, um, you know, we feel that we have world-class mediums, ones that have many, many years of experience, have uh, proven themselves over time with providing evidential information to people, and and that's come out to be true. I mean, the sessions have been amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, there was one that uh, sticks out on the pool one. Yeah, I know. What happened there? This is fabulous. This is great. An uncle came through uh, for, for this woman and was, you know, providing a lot of evidential information regarding their life and various events that happened in the past. But all of a sudden, he started talking about the pool. You got to check the pool. And we didn't know it, but at the time, they, they actually had a built-in pool. Mm -hmm. And we were wondering, you know, why is he emphasizing the pool uh, to the medium to, to this woman? Well, after the session, the woman wrote back and said that 
the side wall on, uh, of the pool had fallen in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he was trying to alert them <laughs> that this, is, this was happening while the session was, was going on. Oh, that's terrific. Wow. Isn't that, that, to us, is pretty evidential. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've witnessed some crazy things as well. Do you need to have a, a camera to do this, a webcam? No, it's video conferencing. It, it, yeah, it's video conferencing. Um, you know, the mediums that we work with prefer to be able to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not absolutely necessary, but they all feel that the connection is better when they can see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they don't meet any of the people beforehand. They do not know their names. Um, they just know how many people are going to be on the session. And then they just start the session. And then everybody dials in at like a set time and has their own code to get in kind of a thing. You know what I like about this is that sometimes, like I haven't even needed a message for myself. I've witnessed such a clear communication for someone else that is so breathtaking that it is completely, like that does it for me. You know, I've talked to people that have had some stories that are so magnificent that it's like I don't care if I get anything after that so to to be in a room a virtual room with five other people Mm -hmm. and to experience that and it it takes the fear away I mean sometimes it's you know you don't know who this medium is and you get them on the phone and or whatever uh, and you, you just don't know so I mean to be in a group of people it's safe and fun I would imagine Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and every one of our sessions has, I, I think, without exception, right, that mm. they've just been these great sessions with people who are there, you know, with a common purpose. Um, you know, some people are there to hear from a loved one. Some people are there to try and understand, you know, whether or not, you know, they believe in an afterlife, um, you know, whatever their reasoning is, it doesn't make any difference. Um, the important thing is that, you know, they're open and they're there and willing to listen to what's going on in the session. And you're absolutely right that, you know, even if you didn't get a reading, which, you know, everybody does, but to hear the other people get these evidential readings you know you just sit there and go wow <laughs> you know yeah i mean even in the in the last session that we had uh we had a a, a friend of ours that um transitioned mm. uh two months ago from uh, lung cancer wow. and her husband uh has since moved to new jersey and uh, we had a session uh, two weeks ago yeah, a couple and weeks. i was monitoring that session and after the reading, uh, one reading to one of the participants, the medium looked at me and says, Dennis, there's somebody here that wants to talk to you. And it turned out to be his wife. And he, to let him know that she was doing fine. And she, you know, there was a lot of evidential information that came through. And this was a medium that was located in Massachusetts, did not know our friend at all. Yeah. And, um, and, and provided, uh, you know, a breakthrough, you know, in, in terms of uh, a communication that I received, that I was able to relay to him 
and uh, and let him know. And we're going to actually extract that portion of the video and send it to him so that uh, he can see because she had a lot of personal information that she wanted to relay to him. It was very, very oh, cool. It, you know, this makes me so happy. And I just have this vision of those in the afterlife getting together, you know, like knowing, okay, it's seven o'clock now on Tuesday. They're all getting together. Okay, you're over here. You're over here. You jump over there. Hey, check out the pool. Let them know about the pool. You know, I, it just, you know, this kind of stuff is fun. And of course, yes, I know the pain of grief is the worst pain I've ever felt. And so many people, yes, do come looking for evidence and something to relieve the pain. But, uh, you know, where our loved ones are and where we're going to go, I mean, this is a fun place. It's joyful. Uh, and we can bring that right here. So I thank you for creating it. Now, is this something that, you know, I've got to be on a waiting list for six months to go to one of these? Um, no, we add sessions. new sessions um, on a regular basis, okay. probably about every month or so you do it, right? Mm-hmm. We add new sessions. Uh, um, you know, right now, I think we've got one session we the rest of June. We have one in June and uh, two in July right now. Two okay. in July. And then, you know, we'll be adding more as, you know, time goes on. Um, we, you know, so it's basically $40, which is very, very inexpensive to have a high-level medium yes. uh, do a session with you. And, um, you know, and you get to sit through everybody else's too, you know, and, and it's all, um, recorded. So, you know, we yeah, you make a, a recording, recording available. Man, that's awesome. Now it's, it's $40 now, but somebody could be listening to this in 2030, you know, cause YouTube's going to yeah. exist forever. So the price might go up by the way, if you, <laughs> if you're listening to this yeah. in the future, we're recording but, this in 2017. Ideally uh, what we would love to do mm-hmm. um, is to, you know, find some funding and be able to do it for free. Oh, that'd be great. So, now, I, if, that would be our, our ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now if you get an abundance of people that come to the website and they find there's no dates available, is there mm-hmm. some place that we can leave you our, email address for whenever the next one is that sort of thing yeah. yes they can um sign up for our newsletter on afterlifedata.com okay and that will um get them you know some information we don't send a lot of newsletters out thank you um, thank you but <laughs> yeah we all get enough stuff yeah yeah well it's important because uh-huh. i mean right now i mean i went on this morning and there were dates available so but you know just never know if this when i can't say if when this catches on you know it really is one-stop shopping you know it's a you know it's even for me i get asked a lot you know who who can I see? And, you know, some of the best mediums that I know of, there's a year long waiting list, you know? Yeah, so yeah, to get yeah. access is that's, yeah, that's very true for um, the mediums that we're working with that mm-hmm. they're private sessions. They do have quite a long waiting list and, they're expensive. and um, you know, yeah. you can certainly get on those waiting lists, but um, you know, for $40 and you contribute to this research, which we find, you know, we really feel is so important. Um, and you know, we're going to be, uh, sharing some of the results of the research at the conference in September, of course. And, uh, that's going to be really exciting. So we're starting to put some of that together now. And yeah. these meetings are doing it because they believe in the project yeah. and they believe yeah. in, in, uh, getting the word out mm-hmm. regarding life after death. And, uh, you know, clearly they're not making anywhere close to what they would normally make no. on a private session or even on their own group sessions. And and so they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart, which we really, really appreciate. Yeah, very much. 
most of the people I've found, especially through this afterlife research and education foundation or uh, institute, just really good, authentic people wanting to make a difference and serve mankind. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And yeah. we, and we have to make money because it's just, we got to live, we got to pay the mortgage and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this is just fantastic. I, I really am excited to hear you speak in um, September. And just a reminder yeah, we, to anybody we, listening, even if you can't go to the yeah. symposium, there's people around the world that like every episode, guys, I talk about <laughs> the symposium. People write me like, I can't go. And it's all so good. Still, <sighs> still go to the website, afterlifestudies.org, because it'll, you can check out who's there. You can, you know, check out everybody's uh, websites, what people's doing, people are doing. And then you can actually, for, I think it's only 25 or 30 bucks, join the, the, uh, AREI. It's called Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Be a member and, uh, and be part of this, you know, and, and I know they're filming the event and they'll make those, uh, films available at a future date, but, but check it out anyways. What were you going to say? And I interrupted. Oh, no, it's okay. I just we're relatively new to the AREI. And uh, just want to say that we're really grateful that um, our Craig Hogan actually contacted us, uh, Michelle, in, in January. And that's how we found out uh, and became more uh, active. And we really appreciate the fact that he did that. Um, so I'm super excited. I mean, we're recording this now in June 2017, still a few months out, and they're hoping to have 500 people there and when i talked to him a couple weeks ago he says there's already 300 that have registered so this is exciting so it's fun for me to be able to spread the word and it's also fun because you know people have written that they've talked on email or you know have listened to your show but we get to meet in person i mean we are real live people behind these uh episodes and emails and you know video conferencing you know we're real people we're normal people we love people you know we yeah, if we can, if we know something and we can make a difference in another life, that's where it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Sandra, I don't know if you know, but, um, you know, Craig had uh, attended one of the sessions. No. Uh, yeah, he did. And he really enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you uh, poke around on uh, AREI, I think he uh, says something about it. Okay. And uh, put up some information and a link for us, which was really very, very gracious of him. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to being on a session myself just to try it out. You know, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we don't need an hour with a medium to get the information we need, just even a few minutes to just know our loved ones there. And, you know, it's, it's spectacular. So I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, usually and, each person gets about what, 15 minutes or so. That's oh, a, yeah. quite a bit. Long, but. Yeah, that's oh, this is so exciting, and you give me another toy to share. <laughs> well, our our time is running towards an end. How about um, you? You each go deep inside your heart there, and if there's any closing words or something you want to share, or if there's something uh, I forgot to ask you that uh, you you like, or just if you want to just leave a couple words of inspiration for for us. Well, you know, again, I just like to emphasize that, you know, we're on a journey here and we're here to learn things, um, to improve ourselves, to improve the lives of others. And um, one of the things that I came across when I was um, 
researching a lot of information, changing the way I was living my life, was this idea of uh, service to self versus service to others. And I think the more that you can reach out in love and compassion and be of service to others, Mm -hmm. the more you'll be able to change your own life. So That's beautiful. Amen, sister. No doubt about it. High five. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis, what about you? Uh, I guess to me, you know, one of the most important questions in, in life is to find out what it's like after life. And once you know, um, it's a vacation and it's fun and you'll have a great time. And I just hope that, uh, that you, anyone that's listening, that they go through the journey to, to discover with themselves what it's all about. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I, I remember a quote that I heard once before that our lifetime here is, you know, but a thread in the fabric of our soul. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a teeniest, tiniest little piece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being here today. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This This was fabulous, and it was too short. Yeah, I know, but (laughs) just get a taste. Uh, Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm excited to explore your website. So once again, afterlifedata.com, and then we have afterlifelibrary.com, and then the one I want to play with is voicesacrosstheveil.com. Love it. Love it. And you who's listening right now, if you uh, scroll beneath this episode, if you can, if you're on uh, YouTube or some of the podcast sites have it, I have a, in the description of this episode, I have the live links to their websites. And if you're listening on iTunes, I always encourage you go to wedontdieradio.com. I have all these episodes listed and you can easily click on the links and get the information to our guests. And for you, our listener who spent this past hour with Dennis and Michelle and I, I want to thank you for being here. Each and every episode, you know me, I think you know me by now, I I aim to give or have our guests share some good evidence of why we should believe in life after death. But more importantly, you know, if we don't have that fear of dying, the fear of living goes away and or a little bit goes away. And we really can reach for our dreams. We can attain them. Uh, like Dennis said, we are never given a challenge. We can't overcome. So inspiring, you know, and we're here, we're here together on this on this mission in earth. So uh, lastly, uh, feel free also to go to that Facebook group. Just type in, we don't die listeners. That's where that is. Cause then we can meet and chat uh, in that private group. So in closing, my name's Sandra Champlain and I'm delighted that I get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that you, my friend, your life is important. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.